0: EXP, DET family, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you being here and listening. Today, we have Nate Hamoud on, founder of Dessert Oasis, an incredible coffee shop. His respect for his craft and the art of coffee is so inspiring. He's got a great story. We hope you enjoy it. Nate Hamoud from Dessert Oasis. Check it out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to EXPDET. My name's Ned. I'm very, very excited to be here with a great friend and entrepreneur, Nate Hamoud from Dessert Oasis. Welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm a big fan of you and Dessert Oasis. The vibe is fantastic. Um, But take us back to the early days, your first roaster, what was going on with you and your family and how all this started?
1: Totally. Yeah. I feel like we have a really sort of wild uh, origin story to some extent because we started Desert Oasis back in 2009, uh, sort of the downturn of the economy, Uh, sort of a weird time to start a business, but also sort of kind of one of those points where you say, you know, do we just jump into this thing it's you know it's gonna be a wild time uh, regardless <laughs> do we do we take the the, the jump now uh, my mom was looking to go back to work my sister uh, is a traveling touring musician now um, she lives in Nashville um, but at the time she was sixteen wanted to start playing at bars and stuff like that and uh, my dad really saw the opportunity for, uh, her to be able to have a place to play, but also a lot of people in the community that might have the same type of thing, right? They want to hang out, listen to some live music, have a place to play live music, uh, you know, just kind of relax, have some desserts in a community space. Um, and so it was something he had kind of thrown around the idea for a while. Uh, we started super small, um, really kind of focused on desserts, live music, and that community aspect. Uh, from that, I got, really interested in coffee and really kind of wanted to develop that end of our business. Uh, so I eventually convinced my family to let me try my hand at roasting. I was 13 years old at the time. So it, you know, took a bit of convincing. They were, you know, uh, I think they were very, um, uh, supportive, uh, but you know, I was 13, right. They're like, what do you know about coffee roasting? Uh, so eventually came to them. Actually, I used to bring my dad, uh, these profit analysis charts, uh, because I was always really interested in business stuff for whatever reason, even when I was uh, pretty young. Uh, And I would bring in these charts. I'd say, you know, here's what we're paying for like really bad coffee right now from, you know, these big suppliers, right? Uh, We can do something uh, so much better. And, you know, our margins will be so much better because I'm pretty cheap labor, right? (laughs) I was around. Uh, And uh, so I, I saved up and actually bought this little Ronco rotisserie oven that had been converted to a drum roaster. That's what I got started roasting on, and uh, from there, uh, it started to get some attention in the community, because a lot of people were uh, uh, kind of interested in what we were doing with the coffee, Um, and it kind of just evolved into a bit more of our business model. Uh, I became more and more involved in the business. Uh, Things started growing little by little as we sort of evolved the business model. We moved to a slightly uh, bigger space that was a little bit higher traffic in downtown Rochester, um, and things kind of started taking off from there. I dropped out of college to, uh, pursue opening our Detroit location. Uh, and then about th- three or four years after that, I guess it would have been three years. We opened our Royal Oak store, uh, and we have plans to continue that growth. We do a lot of online sales now, some wholesale, but also want to continue that brick and mortar growth. But, you know, of course we're, we're taking that growth little by little to, uh, to make sure that the growth, Actually helps in what we want it to help with, which is uh, being able to better do what we do. Right as as we grow, we have uh, more opportunities for our team. We have uh, more access to be able to do and take on cool projects, bring in uh, more and more exciting coffees, really awesome lots, create great relationships. So that's what the growth uh, should really serve to do is our goal.
0: I love it. Talk about the decision to open up in Capitol Park.
1: Sure. Uh so you know, actually we're looking a lot in uh Greek town and campus Martius and stuff like that. And um I will say that part of it was just that we couldn't afford the rent in uh <laughs> in Campus Martius or or Greek town. Um, you know, we're we're are and always have been a really sort of bootstrapped company. So um it didn't really quite seem like the right fit for a number of reasons, even outside of that, but uh, in looking at spaces and stuff in Campus Martius, uh, we became really sold on this corner of town that, uh, you know, was Capitol Park. At the time, it was, uh, you know, Detroit Bikes had just gone in, but all the buildings were still being redeveloped, um, and we, uh, we felt like it seemed like a better fit of something that we could uh, get into and kind of help be a part of, actually, and, and grow alongside of.
0: It has become one of my favorite parts of the city. I love Capitol Park. It's, it's just such a cool little pocket. It's so
1: pleasant, right? I mean, you, know, the, you hear birds, it there's is. some greenery, it's, I it's just, still downtown.
0: It is, and I love that. And you know what, I appreciate you being so honest about how you're building and your growth because it makes people want to support. Like I now start my day, I come in and I see your team, I get my iced coffee, I love the vibe, I love the people. It makes me feel a part of something. I feel a part of your community.
1: Well, sure. No, thanks so much. I, that, like, that's really great to hear because that's something we really take a lot of pride in. And I feel like it's really sort of uh, central to why we exist and, uh, and what kind of keeps us going.
0: Talk about your philosophy and your appreciation for the art of coffee. Because when I first came in and you and I started talking, this idea of farm to cup and it's more, it was, I mean, literally I, I get excited talking about it but it, it feels like more than just a cup of coffee. There's an actual story and there's, there's locations around the world where you're getting coffee. When will you just talk about that? Because I look at you and I really genuinely mean this, brother. I look at you as an artist.
1: Well, thank you. I really do. No, thank you.
0: And that yeah. shows up in the, in the coffee. Sure. And, you know, will no, you talk thank about you. that? I
1: appreciate that. And our, and our team is really, uh, I think they're all artists and sort of this blend of art and science uh, to some extent because there are so many scientific components, but there are also so many pieces that allow for self-expression and a more artistic nature as well. Uh, So yeah, all of our coffees, we source from really small quality-driven farms from around the world. Uh, We work with importers who we have some really great relationships with, importers and exporters uh, who do a really great job of uh, building relationships with the farms and really investing in their infrastructure, working with them year after year to really support them and drive quality growth over time. Uh, It's you know, about the sustainability of that coffee production and making sure that the farmer is receiving, uh, you know, a, a, livable, uh, wage and is able to, uh, provide, um, for their families. Uh, and there's also just a nature of, uh, wanting to invest in the ability for them to produce, uh, even more exceptional coffees year after year. So, you know, we're, we're constantly working with, uh, uh farmers and importers, um, to find really exceptional lots that we can really highlight on our bars. All of our coffees, you know, each bag you'll, you've probably seen has like the name of the farmer, um, you know, the, the varietals of coffee, all those types of things. And we really kind of try to put that farm in the spotlight because that coffee is really what we're showcasing, right? We always uh, like to say that you can't really add quality to a coffee. You can only kind of detract from it. Uh, So our goal is just to not get in its way, right? It's to do everything we can to maintain the level of quality uh, from origin to brewing. That means in the way we roast the coffee, uh, how we develop the roast profiles and really kind of dial in that uh, uh, the roast profile uh, and then how we brew the coffees as well. Most of our coffees were brewing by the cup via pour over over a uh, scale to the gram weight and everything. Um, So it's yeah, it's really about just elevating uh, the presentation and the, um, uh, delivery of, of coffee.
0: And will you talk about the element of music as part of your fabric and soul of the company?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, music was, you know, one of the driving, uh, motivations to even open the first location. Uh, and I think that really just kind of runs through the, uh, the sort of, uh, life of the the company to some extent a lot of our music or a lot of our employees uh for example are even musicians or in creative industries uh you know on the side as well um but yeah we we host live music uh in the evenings uh pre-pandemic that was every night at the rochester store and then uh fridays and saturdays at our royal oak and detroit stores and we do open mic nights at each store as well which are really fun, really great way to kind of build some community, get some artists up there who, uh, um, you know, some people just getting into playing and they need a, a place to kind of get reps on playing live shows or some people that have been playing for a long time. I just think it's a fun, uh, fun thing to do. Uh, so it's, it's again, kind of about community and really kind of uh, trying to be a space for uh, creatives and artists to gather and, um, you know, present some of their, their work And also in an environment that's not, uh, you know, our cafes aren't going to be super loud in the evenings. Uh, You know, there it's there's no alcohol. It's uh, it's a really kind of different environment that's uh, a little bit more, you know, at times more receptive to being kind of a listening crowd. And
0: for people who haven't been into your shop at Desert Oasis, will you describe the vibe of it? What can someone expect when they walk in? Like, take us through the experience of it.
1: Totally. I think you know there's in craft coffee it can often be somewhat intimidating, right? You walk in, there's all these crazy coffees, you know, there's all these really knowledgeable people behind the bar. You don't want to order the wrong thing. You're not sure, you know. So I think one of the big things is that we really try to focus on approachability. And I think we're really just pretty down-to-earth people in general and our whole team is uh just really sort of friendly and uh and engaging and we form really great relationships with our our customers because uh, we really kind of see them as guests. Um, and I think that kind of runs through the whole experience. When you walk into one of our cafes, um, we generally have pretty open, larger spaces because we love for people to be able to actually sit down and enjoy their coffee and not feel rushed uh, by, you know, needing their table immediately or something like that. Uh, you know, so you walk in, you're you're generally greeted by a barista uh we, we do table service. I mean, you, you order at the bar and we literally bring your order out to you, uh, to your table. We you know, generally check in with our guests in the evenings. There's live music. Uh, it's, it's really kind of just a sort of different experience, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, and it's just a little bit more, a little bit more of a uh, personal experience, I think. It's really sort of human.
0: What do you want people to know, most know, about Desert Oasis?
1: Um, you know, I think it's really largely about the care that we have for what we do. Um, it's it's sometimes hard to uh really narrow it down between, you know, is it is it you know, the craft of coffee or people uh that you're more passionate about, right? Is it about creating um amazing experiences and an awesome uh space for people to gather or is it coffee itself. And I think they go so hand in hand when you create, um, uh, that experience through coffee and you can't separate coffee and people really, you know, the whole chain of the process is all about people and about uh, connection and relationship. It just made
0: coffee makes you happy. It's kind of a thing, it right? Is. It's like, yeah. it's like the whole experience of like, coming into the shop and seeing a friendly face and drinking a quality cup of coffee and how it makes you feel and like you can go hot you can go cold it's like there's like a little dose of magic And i genuinely it like totally. makes me happy the whole yeah. thing no in fact that we get to do it every day is like
1: amazing well and that's something that's really cool to us like I, that's something that i i'm really passionate about is the fact that we can really make a pretty big impact in someone's day in just that little 5 to 10 minute interaction right it really may be the highlight of someone's day And it uh, is just kind of really cool to be able to do that, right? To be able to make that impact from making someone a coffee and and sending them on their way or, you know, having them grab a seat and hang out for a while.
0: You are 100% doing that. So it's really cool.
1: Well, thank you. No, seriously appreciate that. Of course, of course. Um,
0: Being downtown and seeing that growth and what was happening in the beginning of Capitol Park, talk about just your experience being down there and other businesses. What's that? been like over the last handful of years for you?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, it was pretty slow when we first started in in uh, Capitol Park. There was uh, Detroit bikes next to us and they were really awesome neighbors. We were very excited, um, you know, that they had chosen to set up shop in, in Capitol Park and uh, they seemed like a, a really awesome fit for it. And we were very excited about, um, you know, some some of the new shops that were slated to be coming in in Capitol park and stuff as well. Uh, but you know, there wasn't a ton of traffic, uh, at the time. So I think we largely just spent a lot of time refining what we were doing at that space, sort of, uh, focusing on, you know, uh, if you build it, (laughs) they will come so to speak. Right. We, uh, we didn't have a lot of, you know, marketing budget or anything like that to be trying to drive people over. It was really kind of a matter of just trying to create something great in that space and just being a really responsible, um, sort of piece of the, uh, community and the, and the growth of that corner of, of Detroit. I feel like it was a lot of just, uh, yeah, time spent refining and, uh, and, and, you know, building connections with the customers that were coming in folks from the Albert were, you know, living above. And, uh, from there things just slowly grew, but I think it felt slow at the time, but I look back and, how much has changed in such a short time. It's, it's really pretty amazing.
0: What other businesses downtown inspire you that you feel like are, are doing it right?
1: Sure. Um, man, I mean, so many, to be honest, I feel like Detroit is, uh, an incredibly inspiring city in and of itself. Um, I think, you know, the, the coffee scene in general, I think anthology and Astro coffee, uh, were coffee shops that were doing some really exceptional things in uh, the Detroit coffee scene for a long time that I was truly inspired by and had some exceptional cups of coffee from over the years. Um, seeing a number of of uh, really creative concepts come into the city as well. I mean, uh, a lot of the restaurants uh, in the city, I feel like have been really inspiring um, really kind of just the, the craft of all things. I remember when, uh, a first opened in, uh, in Corktown. I was, I was blown away, uh, not just by the food and the care that they put into their food, but just by the experience. When you went in, it felt so human and it, it still is that way today, but I just remember going in, uh, that first time and just being blown away.
0: I, and I've lived in LA and New York and the level of. Hotels, restaurants, coffee shops is New York LA level. It like, like genuinely, genuinely, the first time when I moved here and I came down, I was like, and it literally gives me chills. I'm like, what? Like, this is dope. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is not normal. This is like the best kept secret. And I feel like, you know, God willing, after COVID, like, I feel like Detroit in the next, you know, five to 10 years is is truly, truly, going to be one of the top top i would say just social destinations in the nation i i know that's like crazy totally. to say but i the level of 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 care as you say the product totally. this is not normal midwest level business It's just not it's really really dope totally and it it seems so uh driven just by passion goodness agreed yeah just goodness yeah exactly like again the Connection of walking into desert oasis, the the craft and the care—that's not normal. That's exceptional, and that creates passionate, lifelong supporters. Like I will go out of my way to come to you guys because I know what I'm going to get. Well, sure. You give me that five to ten minutes of like, ah, oh, made my day. I love these people.
1: Sure. And I walk out different. Awesome. Now, I mean, that's that's really awesome to hear because that's those are things it's that true. are absolute goals of ours, and it's true. ultimately as a, as a small business, that's what we got to be as well. Right. I mean, we're, we we can not possibly have as many locations as, uh, you know, certain other, uh, larger companies. Sure. Right. But what we can do is try to be a gathering spot for, you know, anybody that wants to be a part of it.
0: And I love that you're not trying to be like the conglomerate. Sure. You're trying yeah. to do what you do best. Totally. Community. And I think that's such a, a theme that I get as a customer. And as a friend and as you mentioning it, that's what's becoming clear is that you guys are creating community and you also have really, really great coffee. Well, thank you. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. Where, what's the future of Desert Oasis? What, what do you want to do? What's the ultimate when you sit back and you're like, well, I really love to do X, Y and Z.
1: You know, I mean, I really love so many parts of uh, what we do. So it, I've often said that I think one of the things I, I really like about doing what I do personally is that I get to do such a variety of things, right? I still do uh, our coffee sourcing and working with our importers and uh, and creating those relationships and uh, bringing in different coffees, developing roast profiles, things like that. I still get opportunities to work on bar in our cafes and work directly with our team. But I also get you know to be able to sit down and do a bunch of reports and you know kind of nerdy business stuff like that and you know it's a whole mix right i mean just before i showed up here i was fixing a toilet you know i mean it's like i think if i were having to do just any one of those things i would feel like i'm missing something else right and i i really love being able to just do all of those things and i think so that's for me personally um as a company you know i think i think our our um our strength really is in brick and mortar and bringing. Um, you know uh, that care to physical spaces Uh, we are growing like our online presence and trying to do some more e-commerce and uh, selling coffee online and stuff like that Uh, so that's that's been a really fun sort of challenge for us is how do we deliver a dessert oasis experience that's so physical and tactile to something digital right and that so that's something we've been having uh, a lot of fun exploring and and, and really pushing, and it's been going well so far. But I see growth in in that area. I see a little bit of growth in in our wholesale stuff as well. You know, working with even just offices and some restaurants and local coffee shops to supply coffee, uh, some local markets. Um, you know, super small scale stuff though, where there's also that that care and we can really partner. But I think largely, brick and mortar is is really where. I think we really find most of our passion. So we do want to open more locations over time. Uh, but again, we want to do that in a way that doesn't, we never want to compromise our quality or, or anything we do just to try to grow and open another space. Cause again, the whole reason for us trying to grow is really just to kind of do what we do better.
0: Right. And it's so cool. And I think it speaks to you, your authenticity um, and respect for your craft and in, in, a climate that is in retail, that's so going away from brick and mortar. It's so cool that you're going right into it because that's authentic to you and it's working. Sure. You know what I mean? And again, I think it pulls on both sides. Like, yes, you have to, of course, be aware of what's happening digitally and e-com and be aware of that. But right on the other side, it's like, how authentic can I be? And if brick and mortar is where where I want to be and create community and do live music, then I'm going to double down on that also.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You you know, know. I mean, and I guess, you know, we'll find out if (laughs) if we're right about that in the long run. But I think uh, I think there's always going to be a place for the need for that personal connection. You know, I think over the last couple of years, we found so many uh, things that we could do remotely, that we could do digitally, that we could do not in person. We could physically do them for a while, but we start to lose something over that time. Right. And I think that's honestly kind of a glimpse into uh, why we need personal connection. Uh there's a lot of really great perspective that came from the pandemic uh in terms of the things that we can do to progress and and make changes. But I think we also learned a lot about uh some of the things that we take for granted.
0: Agreed. And you know what's interesting? I think with the pandemic it created such a desire to get back to community sure. and it proved that Yes, we can do all the Zooms and all the digital and everything remote. Fine. But man, people are craving to be with each other. Totally. You know, and we were even talking to before. This is like we're like socially rusty. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) You know, we need to get back to community and connect with people. And no matter how digital we ever get, I believe people will always want to come to a place like Desert Oasis to just connect and just relax and just
1: unplug. Absolutely. You know? No, definitely. I mean, that's, uh, that's something that, that we really uh, think is pretty important. You know, I mean, we had to be responsible members of the community and, and definitely pivot uh, entirely the way we operated over the last two years. And we were uh, truly happy to do it. And some of the first to make a lot of those changes to do it uh, and maintain a lot of those standards, even as things sort of eased up. Uh, but, you know, we, we still really tried to figure out ways to uh, responsibly and creatively connect.
0: You guys are doing it. I so appreciate you taking the time. I truly wish you all the best. Oh, thanks so much. I'm excited man. for your future. And please, everybody, go check out Dessert Oasis. Nate Hamoud, you are a good man and uh, appreciate you taking the time, my friend.
1: Thanks, man. No, I seriously appreciate uh, you having me on.
0: Absolutely. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds good. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed nate's story go check out dessert oasis we think you'll love the vibe and the coffee and his team there stay tuned for more we appreciate you listening make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts tell a friend and until next time keep rocking appreciate you bye -bye.